Hi, I'm really excited to speak to you today on our fourth episode of Breaking Free Podcast, a body-mind-spirit approach to mental health. I'm your host, Summer Seitz. I'm a licensed mental health counselor, and this is a surprise episode even for me. Uh, today, I just felt very guided and kind of like my higher power was downloading this message that I needed to share, and I hope it will resonate with somebody out there. I'm hoping that maybe I'm a receptor for somebody else's need that needs to be met today. And today we're going to be talking about unmet needs and how to fill them. I'm just like the rest of you. I have unmet needs and my unmet needs come up for me and they trigger my shame. In the last episode, I discussed how to develop shame resilience, right? How to approach ourselves when those unmet needs come up. In my case, it was quality time with my son in that episode. And I know some of you aren't following these sequentially, but it's actually helpful to do so because I'm trying to kind of have a building podcast here. So if you're new to the podcast, you can listen to this one, but it might be nice to start at the beginning and work your way through. Um, But today, again, we'll be talking about meeting unmet needs, or you can use it by jumping around to topics that just seem to speak to you at the time because they are self-contained. But I'd like to do a shout out today. I've been, it's, I've been, the reason why I started thinking about this was, um, you know, I've been spending a little bit more time on social media than I used to. I guess I'm using these tools to try to be helpful. Um, I have a dear friend who um, has told me that sometimes, you know, being on Facebook either pushes her towards, you know, looking at herself in comparison and feeling negatively that way or pushing her to a sense of pride and, and, you know, maybe I'm better than others. And either way, it's kind of a negative experience for her. Therefore, she doesn't spend a lot of time, you know, Instagram, Facebook, which I totally get. I do think that research is showing us that some of these social mediums are not necessarily promoting our mental health, um, but I think they could be good tools. And when I think about that, like, for instance, this podcast, I hope it's a good tool for you and it's a positive experience for you every time. I'm thinking about two ladies who I won't name them here because I don't have their permission to do so, but I'm going to do a shout out to them and they're going to know who they are. Uh, These two ladies live in Omac, Washington, and they've become kind of like validating supporters of this podcast. It's been interesting to watch. Um, They know me, they know my work, and I think that's because of that they've uh, you know, thrown this out there and, and been supportive. And I've watched them share their light to other people, um, you know, no matter where they're at with vulnerability and authenticity, really doing the thing that I've been asking people to do that I was modeling in that last podcast. And what I've noticed is that, you know, because I'm tagged sometimes in these posts that I watch how they constantly validate each other, right? Whether it's in their successes or their struggles. So it's like, hey, you know, that's awesome that you did that. You go girl, right? On that kind of end. Or, oh yeah, you're struggling. I struggle like that too, right? And it really made me think about how desperately as a society, we want to feel felt. We really want to feel like someone gets our pain. We want to have somebody witness our lives, right? See us in our successes, And it made me really think about how when that doesn't happen for people, honestly, I I would tie anxiety and depression really to this, right? These deep unmet needs that people have. Um, You know, one of my favorite quotes, I don't know if anyone has seen this movie, but it's actually one of my favorite movies, Hope Floats with Sandra Bullock. 
And Sandra Bullock is going through this journey, and maybe because I'm a mental health therapist, but she's going through this journey of going back to her hometown and figuring out like her own, you know, skeletons in her closet and her relationship with her mom and her father, who's got Alzheimer's in this particular movie and, and kind of dealing with things that she had kind of not dealt with. Right. And one of the things she says, and this is my favorite quote is, you know, childhood hunt is what, is what we spend. She says this, I think to her daughter, childhood is what we spend the rest of our lives trying to get over. Um, I hope that's not the case, but I would say that from, you know, a childhood development standpoint, that's actually really true right? We have these deep attachment needs that start in our early life, you know, the need to be seen, to be nurtured, to, um, you know, just different things that we need. And I won't go into all of that here, but sometimes those needs don't get met. And I would say for, I would say for almost 99% of them, us, some of them don't get met. I don't think the point of this is to blame our parents, right, for our struggles in life, but is to recognize and understand that because we're imperfect people and we're raised by imperfect people, we have unmet needs, right? That's just something that none of us can escape. Um, and that's just part of life, right? So these unmet needs come up and they, they sometimes, you know, trigger us and, and leave holes in us that uh, need to be filled, right? So how can we fill those? How can we move through those in a way that allows us to, you know, be the best version of ourselves as an adult? In one of the previous podcasts, I talked about reparenting yourself. Really, really important part of this healing process. Again, I I steal a lot of these ideas from other professionals that I've learned from. Daniel Siegel is my favorite in this, uh, Parenting from the Inside Out. Um, He's also written some other books. And Mary Hartzell, I have to acknowledge her as well. Um, But this concept of going and recognizing our unmet needs. I'm going to also talk about another resource that may be more familiar to you. Parenting from the inside out, be honest, is a very, it's a kind of a heavier, scientific, very uh, professional read. So some of you might be like, snore, I'm not going to read that. (laughs) I have to really take it in pieces myself, but it's got great information for those of you that just really like to understand how things work, both in the mind and the brain and also in relationships. Um, But let's take a book that's like a lighter read that you could kind of look into for this. And this is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. You know, who of you have heard of this book, right? It's become kind of pop culture. You know, what's your love languages? Is it quality time? Is it gifts? Um, Is it words of affirmation? Is it service? Is it touch? You know, these are the five, right? Words, time, gifts, service, touch. And what I'd like to say is that you'll know really quickly what your unmet need is if you're struggling to figure out what that is by look at how you serve and love others. We typically try to give to other people the very thing that we're seeking ourselves. I I have to admit, you know, that for me, uh, very clearly, words of affirmation and quality time are my love languages. You could drop off gifts at my door, physical gifts, all the day long, and I would appreciate that on some level, but I would not appreciate that as much as somebody taking the time to sit with me, to listen to my, you know, current life story, where I'm at, to affirm me with maybe some words of encouragement or celebration with what's going on. And I think that's why my dear ladies at OMAC, you know, have just kind of touched my heart is because that's what they're doing for each other, right? I see them doing those words of affirmation and that speaks to me. You know, I guess maybe (laughs) I've made a great profession out of that, right? Trying to 
give that quality time to people in an office and those words of affirmation. And I would actually say that I had exactly the the childhood that I needed to learn that, you know, to to experience that on some level, those and those needs were met on levels. Right. But we are able to kind of take those voids, right? Those things that we struggle with and then go, okay, now because I have this compassion, because I have this love, I understand how valuable that is. Then we have that ability to see that lack in other people and sometimes meet that, right? So whatever my lacks were, those have served me. That wound has become maybe somewhat of a gift to me in helping me understand and feel after other people that are in need of the same thing. So I would say, God is good and really he works in mysterious ways with us and we can and that can happen. I'm not suggesting that every wound is is that we need to, you know, uh attach it to our higher power and say that was given to us. I think things happen to us in this life uh because of the choices of other people uh that would have nothing to do with a higher power. So I'm not that simplistic on it and for those of you who I know as a trauma therapist have had deep deep wounds know that I know uh that that's not you know, always a gift, right? That it's a struggle. Um, but I hope that there are people in your life who, that you can, you know, feel after you in that and relate to you. And maybe they don't have the same struggle as you have, but because they've struggled, they have compassion on you. And I want you to recognize the strength that you have because of the struggles that you've been through as well. We often look at our struggles as weaknesses, um, things that make us you know, less than, but I would tell you that they can actually, when, when healed, become your greatest strengths. Okay. So let's look at this, right? I, as a mother now of three, as a working professional, uh, we own multiple businesses. You know, I'm in that really busy stage of life right now. I like to describe my life as kind of like a big garden and I am constantly rotating through and I'm never able to fully water that garden, right? As soon as I water one part of my garden, another part of it is getting dry, right? And because that's happening, I'm having to constantly nourish, right, myself in different ways and nourish the people in my life. And that's just not so easily done. So because time is limited, because we're we're overextended, and I'm going to assume that that's everyone, I think everyone's busy, would, would everyone's busy in their own life, in their own way, in their own capacity. Uh, I just think I'm like the rest of you. Uh, we need to kind of work smart here sometimes versus just work hard, right? So going back to the love language concept, you have these unmet needs, right? Okay, here's where it gets tricky. So you got to really listen. <laughs> and this is what's been downloaded for me today as I've been dealing with my places of emptiness is that expectations are often preconceived disappointments. Oh my goodness, right? That is so difficult, but our expectations are often our preconceived disappointments, right? So I've spent a lot of time in my life placing expectations externally on, you know, maybe my spouse. We even do it with our children. You know, when you do this, I'll be happy. If you meet this need for me, then I'll feel full, right? And because the people in our lives are, they have their own gardens and their own dryness, they're doing their best, but they can't always meet our needs. I have great compassion now, um, and it's growing every day on my parents because, again, they've been great contributors in society. They've done a lot of great things in their community. Um, I hope to honor them here. Uh, but they were, they've, because they have given so much and they have so many things that they've done, you know, again, a family of four kids. I'm the second of four kids growing up. Um, 
you know, you can't meet everybody's needs. You can't be everywhere you need to be. Right. So it is what it is. Right. And there's, I, I have the same issue. Like my kids are going to grow up. I'm sure of it and be like, man, you know, mom, she was doing that podcast. She was working. She was doing all these things. Sure. Yeah. She came and she tended me, but you know, she could have been there 24 seven meeting my needs. And quite frankly, they're, they're not going to get that from me. Right. That's just not realistic. Um, I find it in marriage. That's something I've been thinking about, you know, our spouses do the best they can um, to meet our needs, but you know we're often wounded in opposite places, right? So maybe I can meet needs in one way, and he can meet my husband can meet needs in other way. But there's just areas where we're we're striving to fill ourselves so we even can meet each other's needs. So where is this abundance, you know, going to come from? What, how are we? How do we do this, right? Well, here's where I would have you stop and recognize that, um, and I'll give you an analogy here that we need to think about the concept of abundance. Abundance is something I really love here to think about. Um, One of my favorite authors about abundance is Wayne Dyer, or you can look at Stephen Covey. Uh, They talk a lot about abundance mindset. Um, But we have to build from places of strength towards places of weakness, right? We've got to go to that full source to, and from a full source towards our weaknesses. And oftentimes we do what I showed you in those love languages, right? We're out giving to other people the very thing that we want. And that creates kind of, and we'll talk about this maybe in a future episode, but that creates kind of a drama triangle, right? If I'm giving to other people the very thing that I want, you know, I'm rescuing, I'm helping them. um, Then when I don't get from them what I want, right? I give to people all day and I'm like, when's it my turn? Then that can create this sense of like persecutor in me. And maybe I turn and I'm like angry because, you know, I give this to people all day long. I've totally done this with my spouse. (laughs) I'm helping people. I'm listening. And can you just listen to me? Well, my husband's doing the same thing, right? He's helping people. He's listening, right? So maybe we were both dry in that area. And then maybe we even become victims, right? Poor me. Like nobody's meeting my needs, right? And we get stuck in this triangle and we can't get off of it. Yeah, and you can look up the drama triangle. It's a thing, all right? Um, There's some great podcasts about it as well um, that I've listened to recently. But I do think that it's important to consider how we get kind of stuck on this pattern and we're focusing on things that are outside our control. So again, I told you, you're going to be able to figure out where your unmet need is by probably how you're seeking to love and serve others, okay? It's great for you to kind of identify and say to people in your life, hey, I need quality time in my case, right, and words of affirmation. But what I'm trying to tell you is that placing those expectations externally may leave you somewhat disappointed on a very regular basis. And those of you that have those expectations, I'm sure you can look at your life right now and go, that's right. That is what has happened for me, you know, and I've gotten angry and I've gotten resentful at times and I've gotten shut down because it just didn't happen. Um, And I'm right back there in that childhood space where that wasn't happening for me. And I'm just feeling like powerless, hopeless. And depression and anxiety comes in these types of spaces, guys. So what can you do? Well, there's a phrase I'm going to steal it from a friend of mine. Uh, You can check her out. I love her her podcast, Um, Rachel Grant Dixon. She has a She's Awake podcast. But one of the things that she said to me is, more love and light is required sometimes, Summer. More love and light. More love and light than you currently have, right? You've got to tap into sources outside of yourself. You've got to put yourself in places to receive that love and light into those spaces for you because you really may not be able to pull yourself out of that, right, by yourself. 
you know, when it's, when it's a deep feeling of loneliness and emptiness, that needs to be filled somehow, right? And again, relying on imperfect others to do that can also set us up. So where? And, and I'm, I want to be cognizant that for some of you, the concept of like going to your higher power just seems really daunting and like, I don't understand that or that doesn't make sense to me or maybe even frustrating that I would say that. Um, so I will give you more tools than that. But I do think that that's very powerful for people. The 12-step program has really kind of highlighted the value of that, right? Um, because the concept, of course, here is that, you know, God is abundant, you know, and when we reach out to an abundant source for help and light and love and ask for the things that we need, we might see, start to see them show up in our lives. And prayer can be a great tool here. I can tell you that that's worked, worked very well for me, but I've spent a lifetime developing this relationship with my higher power. So I'm not learning how to swim when I'm drowning here, right? That relationship's already in place. So some of you might need to like start, you know, very simply there and, you know, is there a higher power? What is that for me? You know, um, but for those of you that already have that established relationship, that can be a great place here to acknowledge, you know, what is it that I'm needing? I'm needing quality time. I'm needing words of affirmation. What would that look like for a higher power? Well, that might look like stopping and having quality time with yourself, right? Setting space aside to meditate, to go to a safe place for you. For me, that's often nature. I'll go out into nature and, and sit and receive. Um, for those of you who love nature, but maybe don't have a belief in a higher power, you know, maybe that's, that's, that's where you can receive that light and love, right? That energy. Um, I often find it with children. Some of you will relate there. You know, I love to spend time with small children, guys, because they're so pure, they're so loving, they're so validating. They remind me of like the potential we have as human beings. So sometimes I'll gather with my little seven-year-old Brielle and we'll do some artwork together and I'll just work out whatever it is I'm dealing with and and more light and love is is required. And guess what? She can give it to me. Um, some of you have really close friends, right? like those OMAC ladies, bless your heart, who reach out to you. Maybe you call them and say, hey, I need to do lunch. Um, make sure it's somebody who's a safe person for you that you can be yourself with, that you can let your hair down and share. That's not going to judge, but, and that's what we need to be as friends, right? We need to care for each other, not try to cure or fix each other, but just feel with them, just hear them, just witness for them. People fix themselves, guys, right? They don't, they're not looking for that, but just to be there for them. Um, these are ways that you can do that, right? But we, we, we can take responsibility, right, for that reparenting. We can go, what do I need now that I'm an adult, now that I my parents have raised me, right? It's my responsibility to meet those needs myself. Um, my parent isn't my spouse. I don't want my children parenting me and I don't want my spouse parenting me because when they do that, that creates that codependent relationship um, that really kind of sets us up. So it's really important for us to, again, use these other, these other sources to take responsibility for creating that space and time um, to do that. Lastly, I'd like to just talk a little bit. This is, I, sometimes I see things in a picture, right? So one time when I was learning about this, this picture came to me and I could see a different ways to consider this. And I, abundance has something to do with flow, okay? But you'll think about flow, right? If you look at like a, a healthy body of water, it has an inlet, right? Something where it brings that lifeblood in, that water in, and then it has an outlet so it doesn't stagnate, right? If we have just an inlet, no outlet, we have like the Dead Sea, right? It becomes very stagnant. If we have an outlet, 
and no inlet, it'll eventually dry up and there'll be a desert there, right? So our lives are kind of like that, right? Sometimes we have, again, with me giving, giving to others and not receiving, if I just have an outlet, I'm always giving, I'm always extending outward and I'm never letting there be flow in, I will dry up. Vice versa, guys, if abundance is something that we, we ask for, we receive, and then we share, that's that full process. If I just take, am I just taking, 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 and I'm not giving back, right? I'm not serving outward. I'm not moving outward. Then it's like I stagnate, okay? I stagnate because I don't have that purpose. I don't have this passion. I don't feel that connection to others. It's true that selfish living isn't really happy living, right? So we are serving. But I see people go to both of these extremes, right? Maybe it's all about others. All you're doing is serving, giving. You're not taking that space for that inlet for you, that reception, right? That how do I meet my needs? How do I create that space for myself? And the other part is maybe, um, you know, you're not receiving or you're only you're only receiving, right? And it's all about you. So either one of these is out of balance. So we're look at that concept of balance, right? We want that healthy bottle of water where it's flowing in, it's flowing out. And you kind of think about that in terms of your life. So again, get back to that garden. You got to look at where you're dry, right? For me, when I get to moments where I feel somewhat depressed or anxious, I can usually almost always pinpoint it to that I was giving, 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 and I didn't create moments of stillness to receive. That I didn't recognize that I can't eat a meal once a week or twice a week. I got to eat a meal every day, right? I've got to feed myself on a regular basis, you know, or the opposite. Maybe I've been all about me, you know, and I just have gotten kind of in this place where I need to get outside of myself and, and, and give to others and feel that connection and that love and that, that feeling of worth that comes from, you know, making a difference in other people's lives as well. So I would have you evaluate, you know, where are you at, you know, and meeting your needs. Do you know what they are? You can think about those love languages. See how you try to give and serve others. Maybe that'll give you a clue as to what you need. Now that you're an adult, let's let's work on meeting these needs, being responsible for them, recognizing that the people in your life will do their best to meet your needs, but you know more love and light may be required, and that you can take more of an ownership of that, right? Of of being, you know, asking your higher power how, or just recognizing things that really fill you and bring love and light into your life, like children, like nature. I have friends that do it through, you know, a yoga practices. Um, but I do think that it, it's helpful to really set that strong intention of, you know, receiving love and light in those spaces. Um, and, and then lastly, you know, where do I need flow? Do I need more inflow? Do I need more outflow? Do I have a balance between the two? And of course, in balancing, you're going to put a weight on the area where the opposite, right? If I wanted to balance something, I'm going to wait on the opposite part of where the weight has been. So I can find that balance. We don't find balance in our lives, guys. We create balance. It's really important that we become creators of our balance, that we take that ownership. Um, just something I've been thinking about today. I hope it blesses someone's life, that you can find that abundance that you've been seeking. And from that abundance, you'll have more shame resilience. You'll have more ability to overcome those hurt feelings that you're having. You'll feel more empowered. This is what I know to be true. And I, I, I share that with you. And and we're all in this together. Um, again, if you would like to continue listening to this, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, uh, Whole Woman Link. Um, I, I'm hoping to be on Instagram soon for those of you that like to follow there. Please send comments. I, I love it when I hear them. There's been a few. Uh, please, you know, you can leave a comment on Whole Woman Link after each podcast, or you can do it at Facebook. 
Um, I, I, I hope to get you the email. I just didn't have it in front of me today where you can actually email me directly at Home and Link for those of you who want to do that privately. Um, maybe you can even say, hey, I'd like the email and leave a, a message there and I can send that to you. Um, but I love to hear from you and see how this is blessing your lives. So we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.